We want to welcome you to another episode of MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Pastor Anthony Baxter. Amen. Welcome, everyone, to Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Amen. We had a wonderful time last week in this topic here. Uh, let's talk about sex, part one. And we're going to carry it on with uh, let's talk about sex, part two on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to open up in prayer real quick. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise, honor, and glory for this day that you have made. You tell us, Father, to rejoice and to be glad in it, despite the things that we are dealing with going through in life's challenges, Father God. We rejoice right now. We pray, Father God, that you will set our hearts and our minds, Father God. Hallelujah. Preparing it for what it is that you have for us to receive. Let us not be hearers of your word, Father, but help us to be doers of your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, move me out of the way that you may have your will and have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. People of God, how do you how many of you know that this this topic is a topic that the church kind of steers away from? The church kind of steers away from it. It doesn't really want to address this subject. And it's affecting the people of God in the ways uh, uh that they're going about doing things. Right, better yet, let me put it like this. God's people are being affected because the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So if you don't have the knowledge of a particular thing, you can walk in something and find yourself in a position uh, that you don't want to be in or having to deal with the consequence that you don't want to deal with. Amen. Glory be to God. Go ahead and write these scriptures down. We're going to be going through a few scriptures today. Write down 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3. Uh, write down 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. And write down Genesis chapter 34, verse 1 through 3. Amen. How many of you know that the devil is the legal expert? He's a legal expert. He is well-versed in the laws that govern the spiritual realm. What I mean is knowing what we don't understand. He is able to place people in bondage, and he's been doing this for, from the beginning because he is an expert. I remember my grandfather telling me years ago, he would say, you know, you guys walk around here wanting to be cool. If you want to be cool, go down to the law library and learn the law then you will be cool. See, Satan knows the law of the spirit, in the spirit. Amen. So he can maneuver us or push us or tempt us uh, uh, to do a thing or to, to get in a way uh, that goes outside of the will of God, outside of the will of God. There are two powerful drives in the lives of men and women which the devil has used to trap us and to bring us into bondage. And those are the drive to remain alive and the drive to have sex. The drive to stay alive and the drive to have sex. You take and you cover up somebody's nose 
to where they can't breathe and see what they do. They are going to fight. They're going to fight and find their way out uh, to where they can breathe. Amen. Because their life depends upon it. They're going to kick and scream and do whatever. Amen. But we have that same type of drive when it comes to sex. And the one that he uses and has been uh, very successful at is the drive for sex, the drive for sex. Amen. We can see that all over. If you look at the billboards, if you listen to the music, if you watch television, I mean, everywhere you go is something dealing with sex. You can have a, a, a commercial uh, uh, dealing with, uh, 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 I don't know, something Something crazy, but there's a it's a sexual seductive type of commercial to lure you in, either with a very handsome man, uh, muscular, or a very beautiful woman that has a a nice physique. But she's showing more of a physique than she's showing the product that she's trying to sell for the company. We're going to be talking about fornication on tonight. Fornication and fornication is a a a a a a, a subcategory of the category or term sexual immorality. So I want to I want to deal with both of those sexual immorality. I want to uh, speak about a little, and then I also uh, I'm going to d- define uh, fornication. So sexual immorality. What is sexual immorality? I'm glad you asked. The term uh, for sexual immorality is an unlawful sexual intercourse, having unlawful sexual intercourse. And this includes adultery, prostitution, sexual relations between unmarried or unmarried individuals, homosexuality, or bestiality, bestiality, excuse me. And then fornication, which was addressed in sexual immorality, is in uh, is generally uh, same thing, sexual intercourse, between two people not married to each other, when one of the partners, uh, excuse me, when one of the partners to consensual sexual intercourse is a married person, it may be described as adultery. So what separates fornication from adultery? Well, one of the active members being married makes it adultery. Now, if neither one of y'all married, it's fornication. Amen. So we're going to be addressing this topic today. Why are we addressing this topic? Because it's a topic that the church does not want to touch. We have many people that are going to church, believers, love the Lord, beautiful people of God, but they're living with folks and having sex outside of marriage. We have individuals that are coming to church every day, loving the Lord and doing the things in which God is asking of them to do, but they're having sex outside of marriage. These are the things that we need to address today. We need to address these things in this hour. Why do we need to address these things? Because if you see, sex is all over the place. So this lets us know that something is going on again. Here, let's look at it from this standpoint. Fornication is the corruption of marriage. Fornication, sexual immorality, is the corruption of marriage. What do you mean? I'm glad you asked. God has set marriage up. He set it up. 
He set it up between Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. Amen? But the enemy had come in in Genesis chapter 6 when we start talking about the, 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 the watchers. We talked about this in part 1. The watchers coming down from their place uh, in the spirit realm and having sex with the women, taking them as wives. Amen. So he came and he perverted God's marriage because he had angelic fallen angels taking a marriage vow or uh, uh, taking women as their wives and having babies, which were the Nephilims. If you had listened to part one, if you haven't listened to part one, go to YouTube. It's in there, uh, uh, but you can check it out. Yes. So this is how he perverted God's plan for marriage. From that point, hallelujah, it got to a place to where we were so wicked and and the desire, the drive for sex so uh, 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 on us that we were having sex with everything. That's where you get the bestiality, the, the bestiality from. Have you ever heard of, of women having uh, sex with, with, with animals or men having sex with animals? These things take place, people of God, and that's uh, bestiality, having sex outside of a human being with animals. Amen. But we could even see it like this. What what human being, male or female, would have sex with a little child, four, five, six years old, seven, eight? That's crazy, you see, but it happens. You see, this is all the per perversion, perversion and the twist of what God had set in place in marriage. So let me tell you, see, marriage and fornication both are carnal and fleshly compilations. Okay, what do I mean? Well, a marital sex is accepted by God. If you're married, you have sex, that's accepted by God. Fornication is illegal and not accepted by God, but they're both carnal and fleshly compilations. Amen? What I want to talk about is the consequence that happens having sex outside of marriage. Not only is it, is it a, a consequence that happens uh, 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 outside of marriage through sex, but what we're talking about today, and let's talk about sex, is this plays a key part in the consequence of what happens when you have sex outside of being married or outside what God deems as legal. Amen? What God deems as legal. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. There are several types of what we call soul ties. This is what I want to talk about today. Soul ties, a major consequence that takes place having sex outside of marriage as well as in marriage because there's different types of soul ties. You have soul ties to your friends. We can see that in 1 Samuel 18 and 1. With David and Jonathan uh, We can look 
uh, as far as a soul tie with our wife in Genesis chapter 2 with Adam and Eve. We can look at 1 Samuel 20 uh, when it comes to having a soul tie with our pastor or our leader. Uh, we can look at uh, Genesis 34, verse 2 and 3, when it deals with fornication and adultery. And this is the area that we are tackling today. But look at, you can also look in Joshua chapter 23 and verse 13 and look at having a soul tie with the world. So there's many different types of soul ties, but the one that we're going to be addressing today is the soul tie in fornication and adultery, sexual immorality. Amen. Listen, when you tie your shoes, what you do is you take two pieces of a string on opposite sides and you join them together or you bind them together. Are you tie them together? You're following where I'm going? You see, when you have sex outside of marriage, you are tying yourself with someone. You are binding yourself with someone, or you have tied yourself with someone. See, when you become married and you come together for the first time, you become one. This is what the Bible says in the book of Genesis. This is, this is what, what – and, and, and Jesus even says it in the book of Matthew. A amen? You become one. They call this a soul tie, one in the mind, will, and emotions. You are tied with your mate. Now, the thing here and God's plan was you've never, ever had sex before, ever. So with that, you have never given your soul or tied your soul with another individual, but the one man, your husband, that you are with, that you are with. See, there's many of us that has had many sex partners, and we've tied ourselves with many different individuals. And it kind of takes away the, 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 the thread of what God had intended. This is why sometimes it's, 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 it's difficult to stay with an individual because that, 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 that thread of joining yourself with one person has been warped. It's been perverted. So now what you see is you see a person walking down the street, and you decide to go that way when you're supposed to be going this way. This is where we get into the adultery. This is where we get into the adultery. People of God, again, this is Satan's plan and plot to pull us out. Hallelujah. Pull us out so that we do not receive the blessings and the everlasting life. That God has for us now <clears throat> there's a lot, there's so much to this there's so much to this, and we're not going to be getting to all of it today. This is why we're there's parts to this let's talk about sex we're going to be talking about sex for some time because there's a lot of areas uh to cover as well as a lot of consequences. Amen. Glory be to God. So we're going to be touching today just on the consequence of soul ties. Amen. Glory be to God. So if we look, turn with me to the book of David. 
excuse me, the book of First uh, Samuel 18 and 1. First Samuel chapter 18 and verse 1. Glory be to God. So, the book reads in First Samuel verse chapter 18 and verse 1. Uh, let me get there real quick. All right, here we go. It says, Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Now, that's a friend. How many of us have a friend to the end? I mean, a friend that we are knitted to, mind, will, and emotion. See, those are hard to come by, always have been and always will be. And it gets worse and worse as generations and generations come forth. Because we begin to get into the all about me and caring about me and self-centeredness. Self-centeredness, it's all about me because this is what the world pollutes our mind with. But we as believers, we know and understand that it's all about him and that we are last and people are first because we are servants of the most high and we are servants to the people upon the earth because the first shall be last or the last shall be first and the first shall be last is what the word says so we would rather be on the tail end than to be in the forefront as believers as believers amen and then you have a bad soul tie go to genesis 34 verse 1 and we're going to read to verse 3, Genesis 34, verse 1 and 3. Amen. And it reads, Now Dana, the daughter of Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Havite, prince of the country saw her, he took her and laid with her or had sex with her and violated her. What did he do? He raped her. Amen. It says his soul was so strongly attached to Dana. Why? Because through his act, it committed a soul tie. Amen. It says that he was so attached to her Amen. That he asked his father to go get her or ask of her to be a wife. Let's read that from three and four. It says his soul was strongly attached to Dana, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. Then Shechem spoke to his father, Hamar, saying, get me this Young woman as my wife. Get me this woman as my wife. Now, they ain't no way they're supposed to get married because they come from two different places. How many of you know the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked? You see, they told the Israelites to, to, to marry your own. Don't marry the Canaanites and the Havites and the Parasites and all these others. Stay within your people. Amen? But he... In doing this act, 
created a soul tie. Couldn't get her off her mind. Couldn't get her off his mind. Amen. Glory be to God. What is a soul tie? A soul tie is a formed or is formed when you are extremely close to someone or something. Like a best friend, your car that you you, you must wash every week. <laughs> a soul tie is also formed whenever a person is having sex with someone. That is being married or not. Because when you're married, you're creating a soul tie with your wife, which is a healthy thing, which is what God has desired. But when you have sex outside of a marriage, you're creating a soul tie that is illegal and goes against God's spiritual law. Amen. Glory be to God. Ask yourself this question. Have you ever been tormented by thoughts of a person like past relationships? Excessively uh, wondering about a person, where they are, or what they may be doing 20 years later. Checking on them, trying to discover them or find them on Facebook, asking old people about them. Rehearsing times that you may have had with the individual and wishing that you can have them again. If you've gone through some of these, or here's another one. Have you grieved over a uh, a, a, a severed relationship with someone who you were once close to five years later, five years ago, but you still are going through the mourning period. You might be in a soul tie with that individual, or in some cases, individuals. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Listen. An unholy soul tie can be very damaging to a person's life, very damaging to a person's life. An unhealthy soul tie can be a demonic bridge between the two people. What I mean is when you have sex outside of marriage, you're actually having sex with the last seven people that that individual has sex with. So if they had sex with seven people, let's say one of them was in a cult. Uh, let's say the other one was a, was, was, was a, a, a false prophet. Let's say the other one was working work, work you know, but you don't know. All you know is this person, you see, but there's a bridge that is crossed from you to them that these spirits move. So now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out why you feel in a certain way. You're trying to figure out why things in your life are going this way when they were going that way. You're trying to figure all these things out. What is going on with me? But sometimes it's because who you invited yourself to be joined to outside of marriage, outside of marriage. Amen. Glory be to God. Listen, people. The Spirit of the Lord has placed this upon my heart to really talk about some truths about sex because the church does not want to talk about it. If you go into a church, you will see many people leave together, but they're not married, living together, and they're not married, and having sex together, and they are not married. Am I coming against folks? No, I ain't coming against folks. What I'm saying is just do it God's way. Do it God's way. 
You watch this stuff on television. Don't mimic what you see on television. Don't mimic what you see in the world. Don't mimic what you hear through the music that is being played. It's not about sex, baby, as uh, uh, Salt and Pepper sung years ago. It ain't about all that. It's about being married and following the mandates of sex by God's law, not man's law, not man's law. Amen. Amen. I was talking to someone some time ago, and they were telling me that they were having sex with someone outside of marriage. And they were saying why they were having sex with that individual, they were thinking about another individual. That's a soul tie. How can you be intimate with someone, but you are thinking about someone else? That's a soul tie. Do you know that you can have a soul tie with celebrities? What I mean by that is this. Read an article. Lady never used drugs. No one in her family used drugs. But she had a a desire to use heroin to get really freaky and all these type of things. So she went and she spoke with a man of God, prophetic man of God, and the prophetic man of God asked her, did you have a picture of uh, Mary Manson, whatever her name is, the rock star, whatever her name is, over your bed? And she's like, oh, I love her. Yes, I do. I love her. And he said, there's a problem. You've, com- you've created a soul tie with her, and so those spirits that are on her are now affecting you, and you are beginning to act out not in your uh, personality or character, but of the characteristics and personalities of the spirits, hallelujah, that have crossed over the bridge into your life due to the soul tie that you have committed. We got to be very mindful to the things that we tie ourselves to. Let me tell you something. I just seen this. Empire. Some of these movies. See, I'll be the first one to raise my hand on that one. Power. All of these shows that it's like, oh, everything got to be shut down. Soap operas. All these things are demonic because they have a way of wooing your mind. Mind control. Everything stops because this show comes on. But what are we watching? What are we hearing? What's going into our eye gate and our ear gate? What are the subtle uh, uh, messages that are being uh, portrayed through these shows, but we can't see them with our naked eye? People of God, the enemy wants our soul. He wants our soul, and you must be a guard of your soul. The Bible says to guard your heart, guard your soul. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. People of God, let's go here. Revelations chapter 21 and 8, real quick, real quick. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 8. Amen. Let's go to seven. We're going to go up to seven. We're going to go up to seven. 
It says, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the coward, the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual sexual immorals, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Which is the second death. The plan of the enemy is to drive you by your God-given desires to have sexual relations outside of marriage, people of God. This is unlawful, and it is a sin. And if we don't turn around from it, we will stand before our maker in judgment. I want to pray with each and every person right now that is living a life of fornication. Hallelujah. I pray that you may repent now in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I stand with my brother, with my sister right now. Lord God, as they repent to you, Father God, I pray that the blood of Jesus may cover them, wash them clean as white as snow, Father God. The Bible says if they repent wholeheartedly that you will forgive them as far as the east is from the west and you will not remember it anymore. We thank you, Father God. For those that don't know you, Father God, and have lived a life of fornication, Father God, hallelujah, right now, Father God, as they pray, I pray that you may accept them into the kingdom of God as they've accepted your son Jesus into their life as your Lord and Savior. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we glorify your name and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all stay tuned next week for part three. Part three, oh, it's going to be a doozy. So get ready. We'll talk. God bless you. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned for another encounter next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, send your prayer requests and questions to our email at mbkministries at gmail.com. People of God, we thank you. Be blessed and remember, walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.